0: welcome to the system to success show on this show we'll cover the best growth advice from top CEOs in North America and beyond on each episode your host Jay Crutchfield he's a former software engineer turned entrepreneur created and maintained online marketing online sales and fulfillment systems For global brands he offers non-traditional wisdom about business systems mastery his guests share the story of how they built their companies jay and his guests talk entrepreneurship digital marketing strategy and business principles but they also talk about what it means to be human with all the ups and downs advances and setbacks and what he does is he takes is information and strategies that has helped catapult global brands and brings that to the small business owner to give them the advantage make sure to subscribe and follow for more of these business system mastery principles
1: Uh, these were leaders these were managers in this particular workshop that i was delivering and i could pull life experiences um, both from before i was a speaker but also of roles that I've held in a non, uh, not-for-profit capacity so that I could have those those stories that would relate to them.
0: Wow, that, that definitely makes sense is making sure that you're walking before you start doing the talking mm-hmm. uh, so that you have that credibility. So transitioning to uh, going back to that time when you transition to owning your own business you said branching off in the in the, um, the late 80s and you decided I'm going to do this on my own what what inspired that decision to step out there on your own as an independent consultant
1: it was a couple of, a couple of things um, as I mentioned my husband and I moved around a lot because primarily we were following his career and that was very much by choice on on my side um, so because I was in a corporate environment and he was in, uh, he still is in the university environment. And I thought, well, there's more corporations than there are universities. So it'll be easier for me to find a, a new position if we move to a new place. And by, by the time we moved to Phoenix though, and, um, so that was in 86 or in 85, by the time we moved to Phoenix, I was high enough in my last corporate position i was director of hr for a division of a very large insurance company and it was a little harder to get to find positions at that level especially if you're moving to a place where at the time there were not that many headquarters so at, back in that time there were not many um headquarters of companies in the phoenix area and so I thought, well, this is a good time to start my own business. And I had, you know, I knew several other people that had started their own consultant, uh, consulting or training companies. So that's what motivated me to do it uh, because I wanted to have more um, personal time, which is kind of a joke if you've been in the business at all, because you're working all the time now, not just, you know, five days a week. Um, but I wanted to have I wanted to be more in control of my time so I could be more present as the spouse of, you know, uh, relative to the work he was doing. Um, and I, I had moved away from training and development and more into management and leadership. So I love the jobs that I had, but I missed being more connected to the actual learner. And so that motivated me, uh, to start my own business. Cause, um, I figured, well, you know, if I don't try it, I'll never know if I could be successful at it and um and it's pretty easy to you know the good news and the bad news about the training in the speaking business is there's no one way to do it that's good news you can find your own way but it's also bad news there's no one way to do it and so you have so much information and so many different ways to do this work successfully that it's um sometimes hard to figure out what works for you so i i was fortunate to have some good mentors um, in the early days, and I had clients before I even quit my, uh, really quit my, quote unquote, real job. So I knew that I, I had some uh, money coming in. And uh, then once I joined the National Speakers Association, I realized, oh, I need to do, because this was way before the internet and all of that, you know, I need to do marketing, I need to write books, I need to write articles, I need to do things that show that I know what I'm talking about, and continue to learn that marketing and sales part Uh, To build the business.
0: Wow. So you you jumped out there, but you said (laughs) beforehand, you made sure that you had your, your connections and some things lined up. And Mm -hmm. so looking at that as one of the, an aspiring speaker that may be thinking like, okay, I haven't really gotten my, my first paid speaking engagement. Um, How, or what should I do to start to finally land my first one. Yes.
1: So I appreciate that you said my first engagement this time. So I'm going to start with my pet peeve and get that out of the way. I never, ever call engagements gigs. Gigs is how you harpoon a fish or a frog. And I'm not trying to kill my clients. I want to be partners with them. And I strongly believe that we need to have a certain mindset about the work we do because it is hard to be successful in this business business, and it's lonely. And so I think of engagements because I'm engaging not only the audience, but I'm engaging with my, part, with my client partners and with my clients, clients or customers. I may not ever meet those clients or customers, but ultimately I'm wanting to help my client, meaning the business, be more successful and their employees be more um, successful and that's in, that's engagement that's not just going in trying to let me go do this speech get paid for it and go to the next one and there are a good number of, of people unfortunately in my opinion um who are speakers i don't call them professional speakers there's a difference between public and professional professional have some ethics and they put their clients first because here's the thing if you're in this just to make money you're not going to be very successful now you have to make money. In order to continue and to ultimately achieve your your own um, objectives both for your client and for you however you need to be in this business because you have a message that you believe will help people live a better life in some way you know whether it's time management and productivity leadership doesn't matter what the topic is but you have something unique to you or the way you deliver it is unique to you that people are willing to pay for and the better you get at delivering that message the more money you're going to make so it's the money is the reward it's not the purpose in the first place so back to the question about how how do you get that first engagement first and foremost there's no such thing as a free speech now here's how i mean that in order to get that first paid engagement you need to speak a lot because people are taking a risk when they bring you in they want to know are you good at what you do because whoever that meeting planner is whoever that contact is that's going to bring you in they're putting their reputation on the line when they bring you in so you have to always remember you need to make that person look good by being really good yourself and so the way you one of the ways you can do that is speak not for pay as often as you can because you'll be practicing how to make your presentation better when you're talking for free you know i'll get back to no there's no such thing as a free speech in a minute so speak as often as you can in front of as many audiences as you can in any city there are lots of organizations like the rotaries and etc that are looking for speakers all the time so and you don't have to do your whole full-blown speech. But if you only have 15 minutes, then work at delivering one segment of it. So you want to deliver, you want to develop that speech. So let's, you know, focus on keynotes. So if you're delivering a a keynote or a presentation for 45 or 60 minutes, you really want to um, get clear in your head on what your stories are, how long they take, how many points you want to make? What action it is you want people to take? Um, working the stage, you know. So, so read as much as you can books about speaking, as well as go watch other people speak. Not to take their material—that's big no-no—but rather to watch their technique. And you can do lots of that on YouTube. There's just speakers all over the place on YouTube um, where you can just watch their technique. So, start telling your friends that that you're a speaker that speaks about whatever it is your um, area of uh, focus is and work your way into doing free speeches. Now, here's what I mean by, there's never a such thing as a free speech. Make sure that each time you speak, you leave something with the, with the audience so that they know how to stay in touch with you. So whether it's on the uh, PowerPoint slide, But even better than that, on a postcard or some type of handout that has information on it that they want, like your five steps to whatever, but it also has your contact information, your website, uh, and your um, email address. And in this business these days, you have to have a website, you have to have video clips um, because people want to see you in action. So, in those free speeches, here's how they become not free. You can negotiate things that, that are not money. So speak to audiences where they'll videotape it or they'll allow you to videotape yourself. And, and there's technology and equipment is, is so easy to uh, find these days. Um, but and one of the, the tricks to that is find some people who do wedding videotape, videographers for weddings, because they're looking for work in the middle of the week. The weddings are typically on the weekend and they won't cost as much as some of the, you know, the really high level uh, videographers or get a friend to put your your um, smartphone on a tripod. But videotape yourself. The key thing is to have good sound. People are forgiving if the video is not perfect, but you want to have good sound. Get those on your um, website so you can negotiate getting video. You can negotiate um, getting the uh, attendee list. Now people are concerned about privacy especially you know right now with everything going on with social media but it but ask for at least the name of the participants and the companies that they represent so if you're speaking at some type of association then you now have lots of potential clients one of the things that if I were to do it over again I would have made sure right from day 1 I had a way to collect those names because that builds your database and then you have people to market to and what happens is the more you speak for free the more there are folks that are going to come up to you at some point and say can you do this in my company and how much do you charge and there you got it you've got your first uh, your first engagement Um, so look for those opportunities to speak for free because it gives you lots of practice and um, write articles, do podcasts, you have to make yourself, in today's world, you have to make yourself uh, visible on the uh, on the um, internet and through s- social media and that kind of thing. So, you know, it's so much easier to do that today than it was when, when I first started, where none of that was in existence.
0: Wow, so I'm, I'm curious about that portion, uh, Lenora, about just the, the difference in how you went about um, making yourself visible, uh, before the, the blasting of social media and uh, those types of things. So, um,
1: that? a couple of things. One of the things that, um, that when people hear national speakers association, they think that it Oops, looks like we froze a little bit. Okay. I think we're back.
0: Yeah. I think we're good.
1: Can you hear me? Okay. So, um, Back when I started, where there was no internet and it, you know wasn't all of all of those kind of things, but I knew I needed footage. I still would negotiate trying to get um, trying to get video. Now and then that you know way back then that meant people didn't see me on the internet. But whenever there was an opportunity to market to someone, now I had a cassette tape, if it was audio, or I had, you know, 8-tracks, I mean, it was like really the old stuff. But you package that, you, you know, you design packaging, so all of your branding looks the same, and, and I had a one sheet that uh, had my bio on it, and, and the topics, or the titles, my topic is diversity and inclusion, but it had the titles or the various programs that I could do and then you could mail those out so we kept the post office in business way back then. Uh, those of us who were speakers because we were mailing things out all the time um, and then the other thing is um, back to in national speakers association people think it's only about the speaking part but it's really about how to be successful in this business it's it's a non not-for-profit association just like you know accountants have their own association where you come to learn how to be successful in this business. So it's not like Toastmasters, where it's totally focused only on platform skills. This is really focused on everything you need to do. So one of the things that I realized was that I needed to take some of what was in my head and um, get it in a book. So that's when my first book came about, The Diversity Advantage, which now is in its third edition. People keep wanting it and I keep updating it. And I have another book as well. It's more of a strategy book. But in any case, I knew I needed to write a book, so uh, I learned all of the ins and outs of writing a book, getting it published, marketing it, etc., from my colleagues at NSA. And so the book became my business card, so to speak, because there was no internet. So when people want to know how are you different from other people, well, I've got a book. I, you know, here's what substantiates my expertise. And so. You want, and it doesn't mean that if you're starting out today, you need to write a book right away. You need to make sure that you have something to to really say, and that, that it can be a good book because it's going to be there forever. And um, so, writing the books, writing writing articles back then, send you know I would send articles uh, to people in uh, in the mail. And so now, like I said, the internet just makes it easier. And one of the other key things I, that um, helped me is. While I was transitioning from not doing so much um, leadership training or management development and transitioning more specifically to diversity and inclusion, when people would ask me, what is my area of focus? You know, most of the time people say, what do you speak about? Which I don't think is even correct English. But <laughs> in any case, um, when people would ask me that question, I would say that I speak on the topic of diversity and inclusion. Ultimately what that means, and this, I, this is the part I would say to him as well, ultimately what that means is I help people in the workplace know how to work more effectively with each other regardless of what their differences are. So I started saying that even before I was doing that 100% and that developed my branding, my personal branding. So people that knew me, they think Lenora, they think diversity. And that is still true today. I get most of my business through referrals, and uh, repeat business. And then the, the, the last part is, you know, find, people find me on the internet because I'm sort of all over the place. Um, but it's because I branded myself so well. If they think Lenora, they think diversity. And, you know, so that worked for me. And that, that, that was um, accidental, actually. But now it's much more intentional. When I first started doing it, it was accidental, but it's much more intentional. And so, you, know, you think about, how you want to define yourself. And you want to think of how you define yourself relative to what you do in a way that answers a question for potential clients. That's what's in it for them. So don't just say I'm a leadership um, speaker because people don't want speakers, they want experts who speak. And so think about what your expertise is and then speaking is one of the ways that you share that expertise.
0: Wow. Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> wow I mean there were there was so much so much meat in there in that statement, and i'm I'm well um, I know we have to wrap up pretty soon, really enjoying this conversation um one of the last things um that may be helpful to speakers is I'm um, wondering on this side of once they get that that first paid speaking engagement, and they're all excited because they got their first one. What's some next steps that they should take to um, maybe not necessarily ensure, but maybe encourage more paid speaking engagements?
1: Yes. Yes. So back to that, no no speech is free, Um, whether the speech is free or you're being paid for it, ahead of time, you want to ask the client um, for a testimonial. And and these days just a paragraph. I mean, the old days we'd ask for a whole letter, which is really hard to get because everybody's so busy. But what you do uh, is you ask them. You say to them, now if I'm you know if I'm wonderful, you love what I do, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, the way I build my business is through word of mouth and referrals. So just like you heard of me, um, I would appreciate it if you would. Give me a referral in the form of a testimonial. So here's how I do that. In my letter of agreement, I include in it, in addition to the fee, and especially if it's free, I put this in there, but in addition to uh, the fee, then I want them to connect me to five of their colleagues who hire speakers. And they're going to connect me via email so they're going to write the testimonial is really the email so they're going to tell their colleagues how wonderful i was and they're going to copy me on it so now i have the contact information for the five people they referred me to and i can follow up with those folks um then with the with the client another thing you can do today and i'm i'm always working at being better at these at this i think i only have four or five but um i always carry my own um microphone that i can connect to my iphone my a handheld microphone that looks like a microphone from the platform i always carry that with me and then after the session that's when people are most excited and they love you and they thought you were fabulous, then I will ask them, and it doesn't have to be the client specifically, it could be anybody in the audience, um, but I do try to get this from the client too, is I will ask them, would you be willing to say that on video? Now, some people get really nervous and say no, uh, but other people will say, I just need you to say exactly what you just did in a few minutes, you know, when I finish talking to everybody else, and I want to capture them with that, that energy. And then that testimonial will go on your website uh, and you know, any, all the other places that you might want to put it. Because again, remember, people are looking to make sure you're safe, make sure that you are going to make them look good if they bring you into their, uh, bring you into their company or their organization. So you want to get those written testimonials. Then you eventually want to put those testimonials on your website. On my website, I've got a long, long, long page that have a ton of testimonials on it. And it also shows the many clients that I've worked with. So people are looking for evidence, social evidence, that you are as good as you are. So you get those testimonials. And then another thing that you can do is you really want to pay attention to the personal things you learn about your client. So uh, uh, the individual, uh, the individual, him or herself, as well as their business. So that when you are reading something or you see something, you see a magazine article, tear out the magazine article. Drop it to them in the mail, which you know nobody gets mail anymore. So you'll really stand out. You know, with a little note on it, thought you would be interested. Um, I also do that digitally. So I may be reading something, and I'll drop a client. Maybe I haven't spoken to that client or connected with that client in four or five months. I drop something um, to them in the, in via email. Saw this article, thought you might be interested in it. And the other thing that you want to do online is to create some way that you will stay present with them. So people don't have time to read long newsletters anymore. Um, but send the, do something on a regular basis. So in my case, I am on Twitter every day. Um, I have a news brief that comes out once a week. That is not just my material. It's uh, material gathered from all over the place because my co- clients don't have time to read everything about diversity and inclusion. So I want them to see me as I'm the expert that's going to pull in Information that you might want to use that might be beneficial to you and I'll send it to you once a week So I've got a list of people that subscribe to my uh, my news brief and um, I invite the, the Viewers to sign up for it just so you can see what it looks like now You know, if it's not of interest to you if The topic isn't then you can always unsubscribe But at least subscribe to it so you can see what it looks like over a couple of weeks and you'll get a sense of, of How that works, but that way my name stays in front of people Um, so I tweet every day Um, I have the news brief my LinkedIn page I'm always trying to be better at it but I have a Facebook and a LinkedIn business page and um, I will put articles on both of them um, or you know thoughts that I happen to have so just you know various ways to keep yourself in front of people and staying connected to the client that first speech that you have figure out a way to stay connected to that person or that company additionally when you go in to deliver that first speech both and this this should happen both before as well as after ask your client one of my key questions to the client is so after i speak to them for 45 minutes to 60 minutes. What things do you have? What processes do you have in place that will help them implement what I'm going to teach them? And most of the time they have nothing. Well now that opens the door for me to do training or coaching or consulting, whichever one of those things that I, you know, I most want to do. I don't I, I'm I i do not do individual coaching, but I'll do group coaching. Um, they may not be able to afford to send me all over the place for their company. Um. Although I do have clients that I've been in every one of their offices all over the world. That's always nice when that happens, but oftentimes they don't have a budget that big. And so then that's opens the door for webinars. Um, you know, you want to think of, remember you're an expert who speaks, but recognize that speaking on the platform is just one way to be successful in this business. How else can you get your word out there? How else can you, help your client be successful based on what you shared with them and in the meantime continue to learn about this business both the craft of speaking as well as um, um, being effective uh, as a professional so you know of course I'm going to plug the National Speakers Association because we have local chapters everywhere so you can if you have a local chapter uh, near where where you live that's really where you'll meet people that 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 will stumble over themselves trying to help you be successful because we believe that we want to build a, a bigger pie. We don't see each other as competitors, but rather as colleagues.
0: Wow, Lenore, you dropped so much wisdom and so many jewels uh, today. I'm I'm so excited. I know the audience is excited to hear these jewels. And for those audience members that want to learn more about you and are interested in joining on your newsletter and finding more about finding out more about your services where should they go
1: so there's several ways you can connect with me so my website is ubuntu global so i'll spell that u b as in boy u n as in never t as in tom u and then the word global ubuntu global.com and so that's kind of the best place to land to see uh, various things and then uh, on facebook you can find me by my name lenora billings harris my business uh, facebook page is called diversity coach couldn't believe that one wasn't already taken up so i have that and then on linkedin you can find me by my name and uh, also my business which under ubuntu global so you can find it that way twitter handle is lb H, my initials lbh diversity and uh, let's see what else am i missing i think that's all in my email address uh, two ways you can reach me you can write uh, if you're on the website you just click on it and it's going to be info at ubuntu global.com or you can also write me uh diversity at ubuntu global.com so um all of those ways and i'm i'm happy to uh, connect you to any nsa uh, that and I, I would encourage you to also go to the nsa website it's uh speaker, no s on speaker n nsaspeaker.org and just surf it and you know click on the buttons there are uh lots of resources available some free some some uh, for pay and we have an excellent magazine that's a physical magazine that you'll get a copy of if you're a member, but the digital version is free. So just click on resources, go to the bottom of that page and you'll see, you can either get an app um, for the magazine um, or you can just look at it online. Uh, And that that is always filled with uh, tips and techniques around marketing and platform skills, uh, just everything you ever wanted to know about speaking. Uh, you would learn it from NSA, and if you are watching this and you're not in the United States, we have speaker associate. Not we; there are speaker associations around the world. I was also president of the Global Speakers Federation, and their website is G. Let's see how we just changed it: Global Speaker Federation dot net. But if you just Google global Global Speaker Federation, you'll find the uh, website. And you'll see the 14 or 15 different countries where we're located. And those are professional speakers that get together and help each other be more successful as well. It's really enabled my global business to grow because now I've got a friend on every continent except Antarctica. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow, Lenora, this has been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for being on the show today. And I definitely look forward to connecting with you in the future time. Thanks again, Lenore.
1: My pleasure. My pleasure.